Still Cool Sports. This is Liz. This is Remy. And this is our first episode of the new year. Minus all those episodes I have to put up. They will go up. Yep. But uh, happy new year. Yep. 2024. Cool year, I guess. It's the year of, I'm going to call it the year of opportunity. I like how you breathe that in. The year of opportunity. You know, there was a quote that inspired me. I feel like we should talk about this at the end, the Browns. But there was a quote from Mike McDaniels about the Browns. because He was asked, the coach of the Dolphins, and he said, they're not focusing on what they don't have, which is all these players lost to injury. And they're focusing, you know, on the opportunity in front of them. And it's an abridged quote. But, yeah, I think it's a year of opportunity. The Raptors have some opportunities now. The Cavs need to get some opportunity. <laughs> well, the Cavs are going to have to trade Donovan Mitchell. I know nobody, Cleaver fan, is thinking that, but I am thinking that for them. No, a lot of Cleveland fans are thinking that. My dad is thinking that. Yeah, he had a conspiracy I, theory about Donovan Mitchell was out a bunch of games with a non-COVID illness. And he might have been sick. There was a cold going around. So I, I wouldn't put it past him that he was sick. And he looks happy with the players and like he gets along with everybody. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting that my dad was saying, I think that the Cavs are looking to trade him. And then the trade with the Raptors happened and the Raptors and the Knicks. So I'm wondering if there was some competition going on definitely every team was looking at Emmanuel quickly because he's a good enough guard to start right and he comes off the Nick bench he's not getting as much minutes because Brunson takes to, takes those minutes and he doesn't Brunson and Brunson and Randall take a lot of shots so I think the, I think Cleveland did have that conversation I know the Knicks Always wanted Donovan Mitchell. So it was close, but the Knicks really wanted OG. And the Raptors knew that. They knew that two years ago when they tried to trade for OG. They tried to trade for OG last year. So, you, so you, a- yeah. Like, so could it be that the conversations were happening of like, man, we could trade these guys for Donovan Mitchell or we could trade for OG? I think. Yes. So basically, I mean, it's what I think, conspiracy theory. Yeah, I mean, no. which makes our podcast the perfect podcast to yeah. talk about this. Basically, by the way. what I think happened is two things. One, the Raptors are playing spoilers to the mid mid teams in the East. No, nope. right? They're nope. forcing now. They're forcing teams three till seven to make a trade because the Knicks just got better. So now you guys are forced now to kind of find a trade which shakes it up perfectly because now Masai can step in there and just pluck players out as teams are retooling. Say, hey, I could send you a guy like Siakam, which upgrades your starting lineup. Send me a couple guys on your bench and two future first. Any team, any day. That's how, that's, it's Masai's calling card to take a unit and then bring it to his team and then fine tune that piece. They did it with Rudy Gay. And just got a bunch of bench players and future picks and end up trading that pick years later for Serge Ibaka. The other pick became Norm Powell, which became Gary Trent. So it's like, 
he's don't got make like a, a deal with, with yeah don't well the deal that they like but the knicks i feel like maybe the knicks felt donovan mitchell's not the answer and maybe DeJounte murray from the from atlanta's the answer and it's easier to get him after getting og because you still kept all your first round draft picks Raptors and taken mm. or asked for any so it's going to be interesting this that like, january is going to be an interesting month because all the like there's so many teams need to adjust there's teams at the top that yeah. need to need to see if they can fine-tune oh. some players minnesota's not going to be first in the in the west by the time it's done so they may make a trade to try to stay up there so get rid of rudy gobert I don't know, man. Like some days he looks good, or some days I'm like, I don't even know how you how you're even playing basketball right now. But <laughs> I mean, I'm not better than him, but still. Here's the thing with the Cavs, and this is is, is is like I went to the game right before Christmas. They played Utah, and they were great. I mean, they killed Utah. Is not good, but they also, you know, they had beat Houston. They beat Utah. They beat the Mavericks all without Mitchell, Garland, and Mobley. So three of their starters out and basically like Jared Allen leading the team. And I, there's a part of me that's like, like what, like, could you build a team around Jared Allen and fuck all these yeah. other, but like he might not, I mean, I don't know if he's quite good. And he's good. I, I, don't, I don't know if his personality would like it either. But he seems like he just wants to play. Don't bother him. But I think the problem that the Cavs, well, probably all teams have when they are when there are problems, is that it's almost impossible to coach star players. Right. Right. Okay. Like these guys, they don't care. Right. Well, they well, care, we, but it's, they it's, care. It's well, when you when you take like with the Cavs, when you had like you took out all basically three of the star players, and you just everybody else just played their role and they were playing really good basketball. And then like Mitchell came back and they've lost two games now that he's been back. Although, you know, the one was the Bucks, So, okay, that's going to be a hard game. Even if you were fully had everybody were fully healthy. And then the other game was last night against the Raptors, which they, the Cavs, I feel like should have won that game. But as we were saying before we got on this call, the Cavs prepared to play one team. And ended up playing a different team. So, so that's maybe the challenge. Yeah, and, and what happens with, with the... I mean, however, they did okay. lose to the team that lost to the Pistons, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the twist, I'll tell everybody again, the Pistons are better than the record indicates. They're going to beat a couple teams. You sound like my, my dad them. also says that. He's like, oh, the Pistons are, are tough. And I'm they, like, they you know, they're not a guarantee win. I was like, have you seen so, a win order? What happens to teams when they get on a bigger losing streak? Once they hit like 10, every team goes in there and plays them like they're on the hottest winning streak. You just want to keep them losing. Well, you don't want to be the team yeah. that and, breaks the losing streak. So the, only, mean, the Raptors kind of gave it to them because they did the trade the same day. They're like, okay, right. whatever. And go, and, and, Somebody's got to be a, a, a lot of it's like, okay, you wake up in the morning, they get into Detroit at three in the morning and you wake up at 
11 o'clock and they're like, hey, we're trading OG. We're getting buried in quickly. For a guy like Siakam, you've been through trade a little bit of trade like that. So you kind of understand the business. Right. It's a little sad because you came into the league with that guy, kind of. That's so, your boy, yeah. I'd be like, my but friend. For, for Scotty, Precious Achua and OG Ananobi are his post-practice shooting partners mm. and his closest friends. So f- for that being your first big trade and you lose two of your closest yeah. friends, three because Malachi Flynn, forgetting that there's another player that left. Thank the, God. We'll um, just forget Malachi Flynn ever existed. How I'm is he so, still even I, in the league? I told everybody, I'm like, no, winner, like, no matter what happens with the players that were traded, the fact that the Raptors were able to get rid of Malachi Flynn in that trade makes them the winner in my eyes. He they, not, they fleeced somebody. He is not good. But they make this trade, and then you have to go play the, a team that's basically trying their hardest to win. And you don't even have the energy to even play. You just got outplayed that whole game. You just didn't look good. Yeah. But And let me just say, they got outplayed and they still almost, almost won. won. Yeah. You go with Boston. The same thing. Well, the Cavs almost-, almost won last night. I mean, the Cavs probably should have won last night. I don't know what was going on. I kind of like stopped watching in the fourth quarter because well, I was like, eh, I feel like the Cavs aren't going to win this. Well, um, the, the thing is, what every team is gonna it's gonna be it's, it's gonna happen when you have to play the Raptors now is they're gonna start four guys on that court that work in the pick and roll, mm-hmm. and Porto was a good pick setter. And if you if Gotti Barnes has the ball and quickly shuts a pick, somebody's getting burned here. Either it's, you're giving Scotty a layup, you're giving quickly a three. But their team now has pieces like. You took, just I don't understand the Knicks thinking process. You had Barrett and Quickly on your team. You took those two and traded them for one player. And but and now, you kept them in the East. That's the other thing. So you yeah. now. So, so a team that you're suing at the same time. But hey, that's, that's all. Oh, they're so, suing? Well, the yeah, Knicks, the, Knicks and, the, Knicks and the, the Knicks and the Raptors are in a legal battle. The Knicks said that the Raptors took their assistant coach and he gave the Raptors trade secrets. I don't know, whatever. So Raptors are counter-suing back. But the trade still happened, which I think is just like, hey, listen, it was almost like a good faith trade by both teams to say like, listen, Boston's probably not going anywhere. So let's show right. some, say something, right? Like you want this player, OG's agent is your GM's son. Let's, let's, let's keep it there. Oh, right, CAA. If you uh, notice that all the C- all the CAA players play for the Knicks, and all the Rich Paul's players play for the Lakers, that's CAA, and that's a thing. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting how they do that. But I mean, <laughs> interesting in interesting. quotation but, mark. But it's, not it's, it's not it's it's not illegal, right? And all sports no. do it. So, and I don't think it should be. I think it's like, hey, listen. Players will play where they want to play. Right. And the name of the sport is the, the, what the Raptors do good, yeah. good if they take players that are okay. Yeah. They take players that are like okay players, good but have good ceilings, and they build them into 
serviceable players. Like OG didn't come out, come in being the best player, but he left being a well sought after talent. I just think the Raptors, the way the offense is, the way the coach, the way the coaching style is and how the coach uses the personnel, they needed a player like RJ Beard, who has a little bit more ball control mm. when he dribbles than OG, right? He's not as good as a defender and he's not as big as a bully as OG, but he could do what OG does. They both do it at the same 18 mm. points a game, Mark. Mm. But also the Raptors got the Pistons second round draft pick for this coming thing, which is just like having a first round pick. It's just like the 30th pick, right. 31st pick. So that was a pretty good pick. I like that. Now they're in the draft at least because they weren't in the draft a couple <laughs> of days ago. And we'll see what they, what they do with Siakam. I mean, at this point right now, you're just shopping for the best deal for your team going forward. Yeah. You're not giving Siakam a hundred. Raptors yeah. actually, and you got RJ and quickly under contract for, well, quickly is good. You're going to have to extend him, but you can extend him. Yeah. But you got them yeah. under contract for at least four years to play with Scotty Barnes. So who knows what you could be in a couple of years, but I kind of, I, I feel great that a good player mm-hmm. that's Canadian is playing for the Raptors in his prime. That's it. I think that's, that's where, you know, from the fan perspective, like people are going to, they're going to sell tons of his jerseys. People are going to be so happy to have him here. Like you said, a Canadian player in his prime. Yeah. Everybody's going to be wearing Barrett jerseys. And as they should, he's, he's already, right. you know, let the Raptors win like three out of four games and you'll start to see the league start to, the trades start to pick up and pile up a little bit more. We'll see Akam like three or four 30 point games and you'll get a haul for him. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know where Siakam... See, the thing is, she's a great player, so you have to give up something good in return. I know. Right? So that's I'm surprised the, that's they didn't trade him before OG, but I think OG I think is the, just a better role player. The thing is... I mean, I'm a huge OG you, you, fan. You, you could spot OG into any championship contending team. Right. So what the Raptors probably looked at is like, who's the best players on these teams that we want? Right. And I'll, I would... I this, this is great. Like you get, they've never had a big, a tall guard, at least six two, that's fast and can shoot. They're always undersized, right? Right, like Malachi Flynn, Fred VanVleet, and Kyle Lowry. They're yeah, all no. small. Although I mean, oh. Kyle Lowry, I take any day. Kyle Lowry is still. You watch Miami games, and he's he's like shooting threes like he never shot before. Like I'm like Kyle Lowry still got gas in the tank. Like, yeah, do he's, not he's, underestimate him. He's a champion now. So, yeah, he's yeah, just, he's, he's turned this game into being a serviceable player for a team where I can hit the shot. I'm confident yeah. in the shot. I don't need to score 30 points anymore. No, I'll just shoot this open shot. Yeah. And I think that hurts the Cavs a little bit because Donovan Mitchell wants the ball shoots the high volume but doesn't incorporate his team all the time right yeah him and him and Joe LeVert 
they're great scorers. And that's why the, the game was so close because they could score any type of shot, even with yeah. a hand in their face. It's tough to guard those guys because they'll score all the time. Right. But if you can just get the ball out of their hands, everybody else is cold because they haven't right. shot the ball. Because they right? have, yeah, yeah. And, so, and they don't get a chance to warm up yeah. where, like, when Mitchell was hurt, you're yeah, like, yeah, you had to pass it. You had to pass it, and people were yeah. getting, they were just getting hot. And you saw players that never got hot getting, like, Sam Merritt, like, what, a, you know, these kind of players yeah. just shooting. And the, you know, like the fourth quarter, the last couple of possessions of yesterday's game, like the Cavs are up, the Raptors kind of pushed back. They got the game tied. I think they went up, Cavs hit a three, Raptors hit a two. And then they, all they did was not let Donovan Mitchell or LeVert touch the ball. Right. When they got the ball, it was way farther from the basket. Now it's a tough shot. And there was nothing because nobody else was in the flow of anything. You weren't worried about anybody else. Yes, Drew right. and those guys are shooters, but you guard those guys. You don't let them touch the ball. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it was interesting to see, like, I was like, okay, well, Mitchell, you've been taking the ball to the rack all game. So right. why are you shooting the state fighter? I don't know. But hey. <laughs> I know, right? But, yeah, oh. it, it's... I feel like the Cavs should be better than their, they're better than their record indicates. Yeah. But sure. they're not playing like they're better. I know. They're, they're, like, yeah, they gotta, I don't know. They gotta get out of their heads or something or figure some shit out. And we'll they gotta see. do something. We'll I, I just don't want them to, to, you don't want to bottom out. Like the, no, I know I it's know. like, I know it's January and like it looks like teams like the, 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 the positioning is, you're starting to see it. Mm-hmm. But, it's still wide open. Like a team it's still wide open. Playoffs. What's going on now is the East, I was reading this, the East is more, is harder than I think the Cavs thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So like the Magic were not expected to be as good as they are. So they're taking up a space where that the Cavs would have assumed they would have been like easy in the sixth, in, in like the fifth or sixth seed in the East. So yeah. now they're fighting and you've got New York. It's basically like, I think it's New York, the Cavs, and there's one other team, and they keep just revolving through that like six spot, seven spot. Do you see? Then you have to contend with. And now, now that, you that playing team is going to come in, and they're as good as you. They're the slowest right. team than you, so you don't want right. to be. You want to be out of that. You want to. Yeah, you don't want to be in the play-in. Like you yeah, don't exactly. Be in there. And like you've got a team like you know, I think the Raptors just made this trade. So they are they going to get better now? Are they going to like Raptors get back are definitely going to going to get back to that play in position? Yeah, for sure. Like just by default, like Chicago's ahead of them, but you know exactly when the trade is is is, is they're going to bottom out soon, right? right? Zach Levine, they have to trade Zach Levine. Vucevic is injured. Who knows when he's coming back? Like it's yeah. just. You know, that, yeah. that that's going to happen. And then it's going to start, you know, Raptors, if they can get their footing, they're on a heavy road trip, like a hard one, because you're going out west. Oh, so definitely. you might not, yeah, you got to play like the Sacramento, the Lakers, the Clippers. Yeah. You got to play some Texas teams. It's going to be tough. And you're playing Memphis tomorrow. It's going to be tough. Right. Right. But if you and can get out of that. did have a very difficult yeah. schedule in the beginning. So they may, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. They're yeah, also going to France. In yeah. like a week. I've said that because 
I think the Cavs and the Raptors, the Raptors first week, I mean, first two weeks, they played Philly twice. Mm-hmm. They played Boston, they played Milwaukee, and they played all the top teams at least once or twice so far Yeah, in the East, which is tough. Like if, the, if you're trying to make an identity for yourself and you've got to play all these teams that have these superstars, it's hard to get beat all the time. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the, light, the lighter schedule could, could help them win some games. But right. I mean, there's that root trade rumor that it's, they're going to flip Siakam to Golden State. And go take Wiggins and maybe a, maybe Moody, one of the shooters, and a couple draft picks. That's interesting. Get an all Canadian team. They're really going for it. Why not? We well, Masai goes after African players the most. Yeah. And if you've got RJ Barrett here, why not start that right now and grab another Canadian? You may not get shy from. Okay, see, because you're not getting shy. You're not getting shy. Stop dreaming. Stop dreaming. Not for Siakam. I wouldn't trade shy. No, 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 no. Not even on a trade. Just, just, just just when he's ready to, when he's ready to sign as a free agent, right? And you, I know, I know the face that you're making, but if if Team Canada continues to be be competitive in the Olympics. That will happen with more Canadian players than we think, because then it's going to be like, oh, this is the shit you guys are talking, that Canada ain't shit. Okay, so we're going to go over to this one Canadian team. And this one, the one Canadian yeah. team. Maybe yeah, they'll seriously. start an expansion team. They're, they're thinking about Vancouver. I know. Because they're thinking about I, I, Vancouver I think, and Montreal, actually. Yeah, and Montreal. I, th- I think the NBA realizes that. Like, as the game as more Canadians enter in the league and play a high high level for teams. Yeah. That Toronto's always gonna have a better chance to sign them just to be home. Right. Yeah, like not when they and it's a lot of times it won't happen when they're younger. Because RJ Barrett said it the best. Him at nineteen would never be able to step on that court and have a good game playing mm-hmm. in Toronto. But at 23 and playing in New York in that fire pit that the Knicks organization is, to come and play in Toronto is not going to be a like, problem, right? Oh, it's like vacation, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I would love Knicks- to see, like Wiggins right now, everybody's kind of like he's not giving his all or doing his best. And right. maybe a ch- change of scenery for him might work. Maybe not. Maybe they don't go after him because, you know, older you you brought up a different point an interesting point i want to go back to what you said like with barrett at 19 versus barrett at 23 and i don't think it's just the experience he got playing with the knicks in that environment i think there's really something to be said for players that are a, a little bit older when they're in the league and i'm talking like 22 instead of 19 and you know, I was having this discussion over the break about Craig Porter Jr. on the Cavs, and he's having this breakout season. He was signed to a two-way G League contract. He's undrafted, and he's been starting when Mitchell was out and getting tons of minutes and doing well. And one of the things was this, he did five years in college, so 
a lot of people wouldn't even look at him because they're like, well, he's already kind of gotten as good as he's going to get. So what you're getting with him is what he is. And that's it. Yeah. And I think that's a mistake to Bullshit. look at a player like that. Same with in Miami, Jaime Jaquez, who's like, when I went to the game with the Cavs in Miami, I was like, who is this guy? Like, why is he so good? Where did he come from? Like, we're looking him up. I'm like, oh, he's he's a rookie. And he's in, in the running, you know, he may not get rookie of the year, but he's in his name is in talks for it. He should be considered. And he played four years at UCLA. And I think there's something to be said for someone who's a little bit more mature, not 19, coming right into the league. You know, yeah, they have talent, but they don't have the experience. They don't have this, as much size sometimes. So I think, I don't know. I'm a proponent, a little bit of a proponent for players playing a little bit more either in college, especially now that they can make some money in college or just, you know, going into the G league and, and doing a couple years there and then coming into the league. Like, you know, cause you see this with the, the European players too. Like they've played pro in Europe. So now they're coming into the NBA, but they were coming in with professional experience and experience on a high level. So, you know, I'm a proponent for a lot of these players being older, you know, aside from the LeBrons and the Kobe's. Yeah. But those yeah, guys but, are but, like one a generation, the, you know, the thing with the LeBrons and the Kobe's was they were phenomenal for so for like early that they were sheltered a lot earlier. So they were a little bit more that a little bit more of a, I wouldn't say more responsible. It's just that, they knew what they had early and right. they knew what it would be. So, I mean, Kobe's dad was in the league, played overseas. So Kobe right. understood the league a little bit. LeBron was just this phenom. It was coming right. no matter what. Yeah, like I'm saying, once a generation yeah. talent. So th those generational talents tend, tend to like have people that are like, yo, don't, don't fuck it up. And LeBron right? did. He had a lot of people around yeah. him. And he's also, you know, I think he's from he's from Akron. Like where he's from makes a difference. I there's something to to be said about where LeBron is from. I'm biased, of course, being from Akron, Ohio. But you're from a more working class place, a little bit more down to earth. It's it's a little grounded, right? And I think that that makes a difference. Oh, hundred percent in that as opposed to coming from someplace that might be a little less like that, I guess, you know, speaking of Northeastern Ohio, we'll come back to basketball, but we have to talk about the Browns quickly. Give me the, go ahead and do it. I mean, I don't know what to say. Like this is one of my friends over the holidays said, karma is happening faster these days these days <laughs> and it used to be you know you do something and karma would hit you in the next lifetime he's like now it's hitting you in like the next month and he's talking we were talking about the browns and deshaun watson and how basically he's got this massive contract 
all this stuff. And then in the first game where he actually played well for the Browns after everything, he gets hurt and is out for the season and basically, you know, doesn't get to be the guy. And the Browns, Joe Flacco comes along, was literally sitting on his couch because no team wanted him because they said they were he was too old. He's 38. And he's now, like, he's played, what, five games for the Browns, won four of them. He's throwing for over 300 yards in, like, four of three or four of those games. Like, it's, it's impressive. Like, it, it's, it's kind of, and, and the thing is, Flacco was the quarterback for the Ravens. So, you know, people are saying, like, can you believe Cleveland fans are even chanting his name? The fact that he was even, like, confident enough to come into Cleveland State, you know, the stadium <laughs> after yeah. having beat the Browns so many times. As a as the Ravens quarterback, you know it's pretty it's an, impressive. It's an it's impressive an amazing story. It's an amazing. Sure. It's like I want to see the thirty thirty for this. Like, um, oh yeah. And you know, it it's yeah. And the Browns. I mean, you. I think you have to give credit to the Browns' defense as well, because they wouldn't be even in contention um, without the defense. Because the defense saved them in a lot of games where Watson was out or Watson was playing, but he wasn't playing well before Flacco was on the team. You have to give credit there because, I mean, yeah, the Browns defense is freaking amazing right now. And Miles Garrett is phenomenal. I mean, there's he doesn't have as many sacks as he did last year. But basically, that's because they have three people guarding him every game, every play. And quarterbacks are terrified of him. (laughs) (laughs) You watch the play, the tapes and Mm -hmm. the replays. And so he he has three people on him every play. And every offense is like, what are we going to do about Miles Garrett? Nobody wants to go against him. And. So they have to put so much energy into guarding him that frees up other players to make this the plays. And he's still, even with three people on him, he's still making plays. He's having the best season of his career, arguably. And yeah, the the Browns are in, I mean, they're in the playoffs. They are in contention for, I mean, people are like, they could make it all the way. They have beat Baltimore. They'll have they will have to beat Baltimore again. And Baltimore is very, very good. So I mean, we could see, we'll see. This I don't want to jinx anything, but we could see an AFC championship against like the Browns with Joe Flacco, former Ravens quarterback, against the Ravens with Lamar Ode. <laughs> wow. That'd be that'd a, be an interesting one for sure. Yeah. So we just I, I didn't, even, see, I didn't even think about that. That one would be that would be pretty cool. Yeah, right? It would be... Yeah, that would be really dope. Like, it would be cool. Like, I, I think, you know, and and I never really, like, paid attention to Joe Flacco before, I guess. I mean, I knew about him, but he can really throw. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
he can throw the ball. I'm like, and you can even see like the coach of the Browns, like smiling on the sideline. I've never seen a football coach smile ever. He's like watching this smiling. Cause I'm like, he finally has a quarterback that can throw the ball. At the beginning of the season, I was a little bit down on the Browns and frustrated with, with things, but now, you know, it's a good time to be a Browns fan for once. It's, 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 it's good though. It's, it's one of those, I like to see how far they go. Well, you get to be a Browns fan for once. I also get to openly walk around as a Cowboys fan. Uh, Are you a Cowboys fan? I am a wait, diehard Cowboys fan. Wait a minute. I, you did not tell me this. I, I may have never agreed to this podcast knowing this. I've been a Cowboys fan since the late 80s, early 90s. That's my team. That's disappointing. I get destroyed constantly. I get yes. laughed at constantly. Yes. And this year, everybody's been ignoring me. I haven't said much. Because I understand how difficult it is for people to understand. Um, oh, I don't. It's not that I don't understand. I just uh, disagree. It's a couple of people are, you know, everybody wanted Dak's head. And now they're looking like Dak is not bad. I mean, they've had some bad losses this year because they've had some great wins, but okay. their losses have been horrible. If we're going to talk but, about the Cowboys, like, what about that call? Which at call? the end of the Lions game. Hey, sometimes it, it happens, eh? We got that call. What about in the playoffs when Des Bryant with the catch? Come on. If he if that catch is allowed to count, you look at the Cowboys in a whole different they had the momentum to go. Right? So I mean, so like you said, sometimes karma's right away, sometimes the slow burn. This is the slow burn karma. Yeah, this is the slow burn. Enacted by the the refs. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, and like like you said, the Cleveland could could go because Philly ain't really doing anything since they're one and four right now. Philly, yeah, Philly's been losing. And Philly better not have to play the Ravens anytime. Like, I don't want to play Baltimore. That team is no, the Ravens po- are. I don't either. But I polished. mean, let's see. When Odell becomes your second option, like you need right. to, you, yeah, that's a tough team to beat. He's he's normally everybody's first, and he's the right? second on this team. So what? Let's, what is the? I'm trying to find the playoff the bra- yeah. brackets. I don't think Cleveland will have to play the Ravens though. Not till. Well, for the yeah. AFC Championship, yeah, yeah, yeah. NFL playoff bracket. Let me see. I mean, the Browns have the fifth seed for sure, which is crazy because they have a better record than the Chiefs, and they have the same record as the Dolphins, which have the two seed because they're in the same division as the Ravens, and the Ravens are going to win the division yeah so yeah. that's that's that but yeah i mean it's gonna be exciting it's gonna be exciting and i don't know the cowboys are good are they in the play did they get in the playoffs yeah we're, we're top of that our top of our division uh, oh right yeah you've got a two seed yeah with the same record as the browns this is the division yeah, yeah. they're so annoying 
<laughs> the divisions always make me so annoyed because some teams I'm like, how is this team doing so poorly? And they won their division and they're in the playoffs. And another team that does really well doesn't win their division and like barely makes it or doesn't even make it into the playoffs. It's the same thing that we see about like the uh, same thing with basketball and with, with the, the conferences, with the conferences and with the, uh, the playing, right? Like, well, the play-in has kind of changed. It's kind of even it a bit, yeah. right? But also it's like, you know, you could be a 500 team in the East and be like the sixth seed and a 500 team in the West and be like 11th, right? So it's like, right. do they do they take like, do they realign them before the playoffs start and realign them before the play-in starts? So an East team plays a West team in the play-in to get into their conference. That would make it, now that you have the in-season tournament, I'm getting them right now. Now you have the in-season tournament (laughs) and you have the Mm play-in, you can realign. Maybe that realigns a team, right? Like you win the in-season tournament, you can realign to a conference which would like screw up the whole schedule. This is fantasy me making this up right now. Yeah, you're just making but this screw up the whole maybe, schedule. Maybe, maybe like, yeah, maybe, maybe at the end of the regular season, things could get realigned based based on wins okay. and losses for the playing game. So that playing game, you're not necessarily playing a rival from your division. You could be playing a team from the West and a team from the East. Play for the for that seed in respected places, which will then, you know, you don't really get to play those teams in the West. So imagine like a team in the West that's a 500 team mm-hmm. or above is a way better team than this below 500 team in the East that made the play in. That team from the West deserves to be in more than the team from the East. Sorry, mm-hmm. like even even with, I, I agree. You know, I don't disagree with you. I I mean it depends on though. But the thing is, you're not, are you playing every team equally? Like, that's kind of the problem. Like, yeah. So some teams in your conference, you play some teams four times or three times. Right. And so outside of your conference, you play them two times. Right? right. So that makes a difference in like two, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you can really do that because like, you're not playing the, the teams. If everyone's playing every team the same amount of times then it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. But if you're not playing the teams the same amount of time, it's not necessarily, like, I don't know how fair it is. Well, if you if you play, well, if, yeah, it would be that you would have to then take out the fourth game that you play a team in your division mm-hmm. and spread that to the other conference mm-hmm. so that you're playing them more. I think there should be more games against East versus West should play instead of two, it should be three. So right. then that way, if, if I win one at home, you win one at home, we have an extra right. game tiebreaker. I don't like the fact that you have to you play four teams in your division. You play those teams four times. I guess mm. at the end of the season, you'll play them more because then that works for seeding-wise. But right. I don't think it works. It's more. I think it'll be more fun to play, like, to have to play, like, another, fun. like, yeah, you have to play this women Yama. So for your seeding, you have to play him. Would You're not be gonna have to play him in the play-in. San Antonio. No, but I'm the, but yeah, yeah. 
they're not doing anything. But they're not. Maybe it might be time for Pop to retire. No, it's just a, it's it's the 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 NBA is a guard league. So if you don't have a good guard, you're not right. winning, right? Well, so even though, even, they don't have a they don't they don't have a point guard. Yeah. that can. If they want to give me three, justice. give me three future first round picks, and we'll give you Schroeder. <laughs> I like I like Dennis Schroeder, by the way, but you know. But but. We what we did was we 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 we're not we did, we're not now with him coming off the bench. Yeah, that's the correct way that we should be using Dennis Schroeder. Right. Right, because we started like, because we yeah. started him, we kind of like we broke him a little bit. Like his magic is kind of gone because he has to do. I mean, some people much. are just good six men. Like Paris Levert, I think same. He's he's a great he's great off the bench. Yes, because your second unit. Give him lots guy, of minutes off the bench. He's a guy that you put in the game and you're like, yo, shoot the ball every shot, every layup. Just go, 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 go. You need him. You need him to just yeah. be a flamethrower. That's what the Raptors don't have. Well, now Gary Trent could kind of do that. But he's not a really good flamethrower. You can get better flamethrowers. Yeah. yeah. I was reading something that the Raptors want, like, a super haul for Siakam. Siakam. Like Harrison Barnes, Kevin Hunter, another young player, and two firsts. And you know what? You have to give that to them. You know why? Because OG got two players in a second. Right. So they set they set everybody up. They set because now you can't fleecing give them people, man. Messiah's out here fleecing yeah. people. Do not negotiate you, with You can't call him and ne- say, Hey, I got two players in a first. He's gonna be like, No, that's like what we got for OG. Siakam's I, a I see. I would never take a call from him. I'd be like, he can, he can talk to my secretary. Like I would never. I'd be like, he's just gonna try to fleece me. But like. It's it's one of these things where it's like when you're the fifth, four, five, or six team on each conference and you want to move up, you have to pick up that phone. Do and I? Messiah's got you. I know. I'm surprised. The, I mean, like, I'm like, I'm surprised he didn't. Well, he doesn't need Donovan Mitchell, but I'm surprised he didn't try. To well, get the Donovan. reason I didn't try to get Donovan Mitchell is because Scotty Barnes is their point guard. Right. So they don't need a point guard. Yeah, and quickly, and we'll play beside him. So he doesn't need; they don't need those two. What they need is a is a they need a power forward and a backup center because Coloco is not going to play this whole season. Yeah. So they need a backup center, and if they can get a star player, they'll take a star player. Yeah. Can I say they, I have been impressed with Tristan Thompson? Has been you know minimal minutes, but. He's been a decent backup big, better backup big than they had before. Boxes out and grabs a rebound. That's yeah. all you need him to do. He yeah. knows his Don't role. dribble. Don't. No. See, yeah. that's why, like, getting some players, like, even, like, the Raptors have, like, Fad Young and those guys. They got to play those guys more because those guys will come into the game and all they're going to do is box out their man, grab a couple rebounds, set some screens, move the ball on offense. Sometimes when the, the ball stuck, yeah. they're not the scorers, but you need those guys to come in. Like when the when the Cavs put Tristan Thompson in, the game turned around. Oh yeah. All of a sudden, somebody was grabbing rebounds, making sure there's no offensive rebounds. 
Yeah. Being physical, and then all of a sudden the game is different. He's, he's right? physical. That's the other thing. He's physical too. I I'm I'm a TT fan. I, I have a soft spot for him, despite his so does, indiscretions. So <laughs> despite his indiscretions, don't date him. Don't ever hey, date listen. him. But well, I mean, listen. You know, he's probably nice to all his baby's mamas. You he's know. nice to everybody. He's. <laughs> this doesn't mean doesn't mean that like doesn't mean that you know. Tristan Thompson was a was a was a millionaire playing at a high level basketball, winning championships. And there's two types of things, three types of things that happen to the NBA. One, you have your you have a, a wife or girlfriend, and you're you got a family, and that's your that's who you are, and she's always around, and you live that quiet kind of life. Like yes, the like the Giannis is quiet. There's a lot of guys like that. Two, you're you're two, you're wild. You're out there. You're doing whatever. You got girlfriends in every city. You just you do you're doing your you're you're young too. So like remember you're 19, 20 with millions of dollars. Like listen, if somebody had given me that much money at nineteen or twenty, right? Let me tell you, what would have happened? I would have some nice clothes yeah. i would have had boyfriends all over the place trust me and, and then the you got the third player that's like you know they don't do any of that there's no there's no family they're just in the gym and they're just playing and guys too. you try to get you, you pick your role to fit and i think tristan i think being on that cleveland team you ain't calling lebron to go out Right, and everybody else under LeBron is partying. Right, so you know, and then you find that there's always that guy that's been on the been in the league for a while. He's a partier. You start chilling with him, and you're like, "Holy smokes, this is how you do it!" And like, yeah, every night, don't worry about it. The team right. cleans up the mess, right? Like, you know, don't worry about it. We have a fi- we have a fixer. You have a fixer. You have a fixer. Because yeah, I mean, but the pro- the problem is. Tristan Thompson. Everywhere you go, there's a camera, and you're well, hitting on, it. you're hitting on, your baby mom's friends, sister's right. friends. So you're 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 a loose cannon. That was the other guy, though. That was the other. That was wasn't that somebody else? No, it was him. He was inside the inside the club oh. with with, with Carlos Towns' fiance when she was friends with the with Kylie. Why do I know um, so much about the Kardashians? That's what you have to ask yourself. Yeah, I know. You know way too much. But yeah, I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, whatever. It's all entertainment. And yeah. I mean, but, you you're gonna exactly exactly what you said. There's there's the guys that are a, a lot of the guys that too that are the family guys are kind of like they tended, it seems like they're with women that were like athletes. So so like Drew Holiday, his wife was a soccer player. Um, they met in college, both were athletes, like mm-hmm. they're living that life, right? Yeah, uh, LeBron, LeBron, well, LeBron, yeah, yeah been with his and she, and she was, and she was a, she's a, she was a basketball player too. Yeah, he was, and I mean, from high school, yeah, she went to a different high school than him, but still. So, whatever. and it's funny, I didn't know that Carmelo Anthony and Lala, Lala was a basketball player too. Oh. And they're showing her playing her son, and you could see like you could like it wasn't like she wasn't good. 
he was really <laughs> moved. I was like, damn, okay. Here, so, oh, there, you so there you go. So yeah, think, a lot of. I think, and even, um, I think even Giannis's wife, who doesn't look like she was an athlete, she was some at college athlete. I don't remember what. Yeah. I think something in track and field or something. Yeah, or they just yeah. like you know, like it, it's you. You kind of fall in that early, and you just you're so focused on basketball that the extracurricular stuff beyond basketball is not a thing to you. Right. Well, two year around, like you're yeah. all in the probably. Right. And I think other. a lot of it too, like if you look like at Steph Curry, because he grew up with his dad being in the league. Right. You kind of understand the league and your dad's going to be like, listen, do not go on that bus with all the extra girls on that bus. Go on this bus. That is not the career because a lot of players that go on that bus, they lose $180 million career earning. They end up bankrupt and broke because it is hard to keep multiple girlfriends happy. You know how much much Birkin bags you have to buy? Jesus how many? How many? Tell, tell me, Remy. How many? I don't even know. I haven't, I haven't even bought Yeah, one. yeah exactly. I, I you don't even. Where's I want, man, I need an NBA player to buy me a Birkin bag. I'm out of the, I am out of the age range for, and unless, unless they like older women. <laughs> hey, man. You never know. Never know. Oh, my brothers <laughs> told me that I'm, I'm more now, I'm now in the coaches age range. I should be, I should, so I should be. Oh, looking should also looking after a coach. That's what that's that's apparently the range I have moved into. Yeah. So you know, just putting it out there. <laughs> Put it out here, coaches. Coaches. <laughs> I'm really just joking. Assistant coaches. Uh, assistant coaches. Well, yeah. Work your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Work. Well, mo- I can work my way up. Most you know, of the coaches. Offensive are, coordinators out yeah. there. Most of the coaches are already like married before they became. Co- it takes so long. It does. Yeah. It takes a long time. I mean, they could be divorced. That's, you know. I decided to look at the price of a Birkin bag. Dang. <laughs> oh, thinking of getting one for your wife? No, I definitely am not. What about on eBay? I bet there's some Birkin bags on eBay. Yeah, but they could also be fake. I am not an NBA player, so I'm not buying anybody a Birkin bag. <laughs> buying anybody a bag. That's that's for them. They can own <laughs> that all. Bag. To, they can own that own all to themselves. Yeah, twenty thousand dollars for a bag. So this year, what were you? I'm I'm curious to see how. Like I feel like the like. Yeah. What do we? Teams are. The teams aren't that far apart from each other. No. That makes sense. Like what no, we see right thing. now. The, the competitiveness the could could change very the fast. The competitiveness in the NBA right now is pretty on par like it's pretty impressive in that way like the parody in the league is aside you know you've got a few bottom feeder teams the wizards the pistons you know a couple others but this you know you've got a couple teams like the spurs that are definitely like rebuilding or building around a player but i mean the top 10 teams you know eight to ten teams in both conferences are all good teams and some of them are underperforming some of them are maybe overperforming and will not continue at the level they're at you know like we'll see yeah if you look at like 
from both conferences from 1 to 12. Let's say 1 to 13 in both conferences. Let's do 1 to 12 in the East because the West is different. 1 to 12 in, like, from, sorry, from, from 4 to 12 in the East, the fourth-place team has 19 wins. The 12th-place team has 13 wins. It's not far from each other. Yeah, no, no. Right? So, and in the West, it's the same thing. The fourth place team has 20 wins, and the 13th place team, I count the 13th place because Memphis has Jarrett back. So, even though they have well, 10 wins, they're, they're, that's going to change. Yeah, right? that's going to change the whole picture. So, I mean, so, it's still going to be hard for Memphis because they got to win. A, they, they can't have any injuries and they got to win a lot of games, but Jarrett. He's rested. He's got something to prove. He just changes that whole team. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, like you're you're, yeah. None. I mean, you can't count a lot of teams out, and there's just a lot of talent in the NBA right now. A lot hmm. compared to, I think, the NFL, where there's just so many injuries. And I mean, if you look at the Browns situation, aside from, yes, like the Joe Flacco story is amazing. At the same time, I mean, he is 38 and you you had so many injuries. You had to call a 38 year old quarterback up off the couch to come play for you. And yep. he's, that's not the only team. I mean, think about all the injuries that are out there. On for all teams. And so. You know, the NBA, like where you look at the Cavs, the Cavs have had a bunch of injuries too, but they have such a depth of, of there's such a depth of talent in the NBA that having three starters out didn't hurt them that much. Like they still, they had a, a winning record when they, all their starters were out. So, you know, there's just there's just a lot of talented basketball players out there, which is why the NBA needs an expansion team, by the way, or two more expansion teams, because <laughs> they have enough players to field them. You know, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah it makes team. sense. It makes sense for the expansion. You're right. Yeah, but we'll see. You know, if they start absorbing more players from Europe and South America, you know, Mexico and South America, you know, you're gonna see. You're just going to have a lot of talent. Yeah, it's going to be a good year for sports. We will be back talking more as the trades happen, as we get closer to the Super Bowl. We will have a lot to talk about. We have a bunch of episodes to go up in the new year. And yeah, we will see you next time. Yep. Any last words? <laughs> I mean, keep watching hoops. We're getting some NFL too, I guess, because playoffs is coming. So I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Remy talk about the NFL. You're gonna maybe talk about the NFL. It's okay. I'll talk about them Cowboys. <sighs> I cannot believe I did not know this about you. You hid this. You buried. You buried the lead on this one. We'll talk about this offline. <laughs> <laughs> and um, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you next time. Peace.